Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening The Trip to Italy, Pride, Snowpiercer, and more. At the E-Bar, Zeus, The Golden Dogs, and Taylor Knox play a show together on October 8th. And Nick Johnson celebrates the release of his new record, Atomic Mind, on October 10th. The Bookshelf has an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Visit bookshelf.ca for more information. Creative Control with Beach Comic. This is a little bit of a weird episode. There's been some weird episodes lately. This is one where I don't really know the guest very well at all. The Wilderness of Manitoba are a band from Toronto. And last week I was kind of just minding my own business at work. Um, I work at CFRU 93.3 FM at the University of Guelph. And in the afternoon, sometimes, the Central Student Association, a guy named John Bonner, he'll book bands to play in the, U- in the university center courtyard they just play it from like at lunchtime and CFRU will sometimes broadcast these performances live so the wilderness of Manitoba, Manitoba came to town to do one of these in support of their new album Between Colors and I met them and we, we broadcast the show and everything seemed fine and then I just I split I was just like well that was a thing and I didn't think about it and someone on Twitter was like, hey, Vish, you should totally get uh, Amanda, in particular, from the Wilderness of Manitoba on your show. And I said, yeah, all right, sure. And then before I knew it, uh, the whole band, which consists of a fellow named Will and a woman named Amanda and another guy named Wes and a drummer, a guy named Marito, they all came to my house. They all came to my house and we had them on the show. So that's what happened. You're going to hear some songs from Between Colors. And it was all very spontaneous, and I didn't know much about them, and I learned. So you'll learn. If you don't know anything about them, we'll learn about them together. Sometimes this happens. The Wilderness of Manitoba, on the show. (laughs) 
The Guelph Griffins take on the Carlton Ravens at the University of Guelph's Alumni Stadium on Friday, October 10th at 7 p.m. They will be playing football. Do you like football? That's good, because like I said, they'll be playing football. Don't miss a single moment of this epic battle. Tune in to CFRU 93.3 FM or CFRU.ca for live coverage of the game, including play-by-play and analysis. Visit griffins.ca to buy tickets. Visit CFRU.ca to donate to our Razor Voice fundraising campaign anytime in October or call us at 519-837-2378 to pledge. Ravens versus Griffins. CFRU's tuning in the neighborhood and we've got you covered. Deep in the end zone. This ball deflected and intercepted. that your phone yeah leave it on it's chaos here gary what are you doing gary that's my cat gary he's uh he's a good boy um what are you doing why are you playing with your phone we're doing a podcast what are you trying to turn it off because i don't even know how to turn the music to sound off. why can't you just here show me your phone i've already turned it off but i can show you need to know it's an important lesson also use the microphone for talking see this switch at the please show me how to use my phone okay here it is see this thing here yeah. That's your on. That's your. You just turn that. Your sound goes on and off like that. Fuck. Yeah, this is the. <laughs> I've been wasting battery this whole time. This is the Best Buy segment of my show. <laughs> I seldom get to employ it. Now, you need to identify yourselves for. I wait, maybe you don't. You're Amanda. Yep. We met today. We did. And you're Will. That's correct. That's my wife and my son and my cat. Hello. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> we're, we're in my living room in Guelph. This happened very suddenly that the Wilderness of Manitoba were playing an afternoon show in Guelph, right? You played, yep. oh yeah, how was that? That was great. It was a really neat uh, building. And um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add about that? Uh, yeah, it was our third time playing in that space and we really liked the sort of natural reverb. Oh, you've done, those, <laughs> you've done those noon hour shows before? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I always assume... And I'm not disparaging them necessarily, but I always assume if someone did that once, that would be enough. Because you're playing to people having lunch, and it might be weird. I, people do come back. I've seen people come. I guess the money's probably pretty good. You're playing at a little university gig in the middle of the day. I was going to add that detail. <laughs> that There are a lot of university students. Plus, uh, you're playing another show in Guelph tonight. Yeah. So it's actually amazing, really. Gonna, yeah, it works out great. Yeah, okay. I, I just assume it must be weird playing in an office. It's basically an office building. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's, I think it's a little bit prettier than most office buildings. I guess it's true. It's a big open concept. Yeah. That thing's called the courtyard, right? 
Well, I've I've definitely done like no one's eating at the time normally. I mean, maybe a few people are, but I've played in like offices where people where like you bring them like they get brought pizza and then you have to play for them as well. Mm-hmm. Like different, you know, like different distribution label people, and um, I think that's the weirdest. Yeah. So this is this is a lot more. This is a lot less. Um, I don't know static feeling. It's yeah, sort of, it feels like transient. People can walk by and just kind of like you're a bit of a, a fish in a bowl in that sense. And you enjoy that. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, it's di- it's different. Like it's everyone would prefer a captive audience at all times, but it's sort of a challenge for the band to just do what they do and hopefully people who haven't heard you play before can come across it. It's a pretty broad uh audience that way. You've got people yeah. who are just trying to get to and from their little office places. You got students who are like, you know, I should be making my project with this great band's playing and then they they stick around. So it's good. Okay, I take it back. I take back what I said earlier. That's okay. About it being weird. I said it was all about the money, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say that it's always fun to see that thing start. Those shows start at noon. They go till one, and it just gets more and more packed. And people seemed really into you guys. They were like, the chairs were all full. and Yeah, it was neat. I mean, I'm not sure how it usually goes down there, but it seems like a nice place to take a break, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So then you play the show. And then I'm just minding my own business later in the day. Yeah. And then these tweets start happening. Oh, someone tweets something about uh, how I'm the guy. They're like, oh, the guy from Polaris is there. Cause was, I, oh, is that when refer, were they referring to you? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> now I understand they, why. Because they, I hosted this thing for Ox TV, which is like the Polaris Music Prize broadcast. Yeah. So I've been doing it the last couple of years. So the... I made such an impression on this person that they didn't know my name. It's like the guy from Polaris is here. And then Polaris <laughs> tweeted back like, oh, that's actually Vish. And then then some other guy chimed in who I, I hope I don't follow him because like Robert, I think. Yeah, Ro- yeah, Rob. Do you know him? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Okay, what's his deal? <laughs> he Yeah, he, he's just a, a big music fan. Oh, okay. And, and uh, he's a fan of yours as well. And, oh, is he? And, oh, yeah, man, and the I show. feel terrible that I didn't know who he was. No, I mean, that's... Robert Lawson, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks, so, Rob. So Robert Lawson starts tweeting like, oh my God, you should totally have Amanda from the Wilderness of Manitoba on your show. And I was like, 100% Rob. <laughs> right. So then this started a whole thing. So suddenly, now here we are. And normally, like I... I'm all ready to go, and I have nothing. I have nothing to really talk about. Well, we've got lots. we got lots to talk about, because <laughs> this is going to be a nice experiment for me, because I'm just going to ask you questions, and I, they might be dumb questions, but I think, uh, you know, it'll be good. Now, how does this band work? Because he specifically, Amanda, for some reason, this Robert fellow, get Amanda on your show. Yeah, that's only because Rob follows my, uh, like, I guess, uh, period blood humor account, if you'd like to call it that or period blood humor <laughs> i did notice your description my wife was asking me as we were waiting for the <laughs> we'd ordered pizza Can and we? it's fine your bandmates are laughing but also i think nervous also cringing yes yeah so i noticed that your your description on your twitter account which is what again at mander oh manders laura manders manders laura yeah it's something like uh oh man i can't remember it now free witch and no bra queen free witch no bra queen that is great yeah thanks i can't take credit for it that's oh. a stereo lab song oh right yeah but it's still good it's just a good twitter it's great i agree so anyway i i was like okay fine like we interacted briefly today and i was like yeah she seemed fine i don't know and then will and i talked for like a second just to be like hey i'm Vish. anyway 
yeah, it was cool that uh, he suggested you, and now you're all here. The whole band's here waiting to play your show tonight. And uh, why would someone suggest you based on your free, what was it? Period blood humor account? Well, you know, I, I dabble in all kinds of things, I guess. But <laughs> Rob, Rob only knows <laughs> Rob only knows me. He doesn't know the band. Oh. So he was, and he's a fan of the band. So he just suggested, why don't you take the band onto your podcast train and Manders Lara would be great. It's uh, a lot of pressure for you. That's okay. <laughs> it's you, all silent. Do now. you do many like? Uh, do you represent the band in interviews? No, not at all. Is it I mostly don't. Will's thing? Actually, we sort of like like tag team it. I guess okay. Will and I. What's your relationship? I guess just been musical collaborators for a few years, and then I think we've been in this band together for three, three, yeah. about three years. Um, that's sort of our easiest friends otherwise but that like we we write a lot together i think and perform a lot together yeah so the songwriting happens mostly like you I, you were both singing lead today right yeah we sort of trade leads and trade off harmonies yeah mm -hmm. and the band is constantly evolving like or constantly changing I, I should say well it has over the last few years like I, I think i started the band in late 2008 with one other person and then that one other person became three and then four and then five and then we sort of picked up amanda along the way I think around 2012 or 2011, we started sort of working together and then, uh, yeah. And then we've just kind of more, and then West joined, I think a year after you did. Yeah. And then Merito's just played, uh, he, we had three different drummers in the last album that we just put out and he played a good half of the album. And so he's another member, a where's newest the, member. At where's, this time. where's Merito from? He's from Portugal. You want to talk about what the, the name of the name, name, the name, the village. Erganil. Arganil. Erganil? Yeah. That's nice. That's pretty. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. Erganil. Wow, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been uh, away from uh, your village? One year and a half. Um, yeah. So before that, like you came, did you come to Canada to be in this band? Um, no. Yes. Uh, yes. They, they are telling me to say yes. So it's yes. Is that's that like some kind of government thing? Like you got to <laughs> make sure he doesn't, is it like a visa thing? <laughs> No, you, I'm uh, now what, legal. What so. brought you to Canada? Uh, my wife, basically. Oh, your wife's and, here. Yeah. Or your wife's from here? Yeah, she's Portuguese and Canadian. Oh, okay, and, nice. Yeah. And where'd you meet her? In Portugal, through music. She plays a violin as well. And yeah. What's her name? Uh, Marito. Oh, her name, not Nicole. I know your name. <laughs> I'm talking to you to your face. I told you my English is horrible. No, no, it's fine. What? Sorry, what's your wife's name? Uh, Nicole. Nicole. Where, where does she play in bands that I would know? Or? Um, no, she's more like into the, like teaching. Teaching. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Nicole and what Toronto? Uh, yeah. And is that where you're living? Yes. So how do you find the difference between living in Portugal and and Toronto? It's very different. It's a different <laughs> way of like living. Uh, the city is very different. Like. Toronto is very different than Lisbon. I was living in Lisbon for the like last six years, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's different. The music is different as well, but yeah, it's great. That's why I'm I'm living in Toronto because I really like the the music scene. I like the music, and yeah, like doesn't Portugal have a or doesn't Portugal embrace kind of indie rock and uh, North American music? Mm, not too much. So maybe I'm thinking more Spain. Maybe more Spain. Spain's got the Primavera festivals mm -hmm. and th stuff like that. Yeah. Does yeah. anything like that happen in Portugal? Uh, some, but not as big as, as this one. Okay. I think, yeah. So what are your <laughs> musical influences? Um, Everything. I don't know. 
No, uh, no, no it, yeah, it's it's hard to explain. It's not just like my influences. It's not just music. It's like all the experience I ha I have in in my life. So it's hard to to tell what's my like in, in influences or drummers or. But you, yeah, you're a drummer and you were great. I uh, I, I really enjoyed your playing oh, today. I, I play drums too. Oh, but not as good as you. You're really good. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm wondering about drumming. Mm -hmm. For one thing, uh, can you talk? Are, are there drummers that you admire or, or have emulated that we would know? Yeah, there are a lot. Uh, of course, like Vinicola Ayuda, you probably know Vinicola Ayuda mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Dennis Chambers, um, Mokhtar Samba, so many, so many okay. drummers, so many, yeah. Musicians. But do you have like a favorite band? Um, or? The Wilderness of Manitoba. Ah. <laughs> Big influence on you? Okay. <laughs> Wow, you guys clearly have something on this guy. Okay, nice. Cool. All right, well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you're here, and you, it was great seeing My you pleasure. guys play. Okay, so this explains the configuration of the band to some de degree. And you're from, uh, you live in Kingston. Kingston. Oh, yeah, I live in Kingston. <laughs> Kingston. And yeah. how did you, and did, did, did you guys meet in Kingston, you and Will? No, we actually met in Toronto. I was on, I was playing with another band at the time, and we were on the same bill. And then um, that band was sort of wrapping things up for uh, adulthood, I guess. What's the band? Uh, the Gertrudes. Oh, yeah, I know the Gertrudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, great band. Wait, which of you played in the Gertrudes? I did. You did? Kingston-based band, right. yeah. And you did a bunch of, like, <clears throat> didn't you do a split with Bruce Peninsula? We and... did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. many people know about that you one. Seem, <laughs> you seem pretty active at the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, we were. We're actually still dabbling in some, some projects now, but... I think I saw the Gertrudes play a Sappy Fest. You did. Yeah. Yep. You don't know that I did. You just know that it happened. I know that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you did, then you did. I did. No, I did. It was like early in the afternoon or something. Yeah. The there was a baby show. on stage. Was it my baby? No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> no, Levon wouldn't. No, Levon's never been, actually. He hasn't brought him to Sappy yet. Anyway, I don't remember. The Why was there a baby on stage? I can't remember, but someone was on stage holding a baby. Or... Oh, the, the it wasn't. You didn't. No one gave birth on stage. When you say there was no. a baby on stage, it was an established baby. It wasn't yeah. like a new baby? Yeah, no, it's okay. a, an established baby. It's yeah. sort of the deal we have with Marito. We we paid the baby to stay in the van. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you two meet in Toronto. What was the circumstance? We were on the same bill, the Wilderness oh, right. and the Gertrudes. Oh, you were you already had the Wilderness going. Yeah. But I think it was actually at a church in Kingston we met originally. Oh, yeah, actually. But, yeah. Yeah. A church in Kingston. No, 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 this is good. Fact checking is important. Yeah, and I think it was we, we played a benefit at the time. I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. Okay, so yeah. just, this is a bit confusing. You guys are from Kingston and Toronto and Portugal, and uh, where are you from? Small town, small village called Milton. You're in Milton, Milton Ontario. It's more of a hamlet. It's more of a, yeah, you got a, you got a, uh, you got a prison there. Yeah, there's a prison. And um, and then the, the biggest yeah. uh, McDonald's sign on the 401. That's, I was just going to say there's a McDonald's as well. <laughs> Yeah, but the important thing about the Milton McDonald's is the sign is 100 feet high. It's like the CN Tower of restaurants. It, it is. It's kind of what we look up to uh, in yeah. the town. Yeah. It's, our, it's what we have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that in the prison, because you can go to the prison or the McDonald's. You can go to the they're prison. They're across the street from one yeah, another. Yeah, they are. It's and very it's, convenient. It's very good. So, yeah. That's... Do people ever break out of the McDonald's to get into the prison? Because I imagine that must happen from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Often. It's vice versa, too. Like yeah. both. It's it's great. That's why they, they planned it that way. Right. Milton oh. planning has been. So, you're from Milton. Yes. Who's from Milton? Did you know the most Serene Republic people? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple Miltonians from 
That's what we call them. Yeah, they're. You from, do not call them Miltonians. Yeah. You just made that up now. No, I do. You I do. do. I don't no. know if we do. That's not I on the do. sign. Okay. Miltonians. It's not on the okay, sign. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, yeah, I've I've met those guys a couple times. And yeah, I know. Who do you know from that band? Oh, it's been so many years that I actually don't remember their names. But they're probably uh, in prison. They recorded with uh, Dave Newfeld, and so we all, my old band, did as well. So we. What's all, your like, old band? The Paint Movement. And so we oh, all... you're in the pain movement. See, I know all these bands. You do. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. A quick side note. Actually, Emma from Most Serene Republic almost joined this band uh, a few years ago. Oh. So we were actually, and, and we were singing with her at the More time. More Milton. And she actually Wait, lived... she's not from Milton. No, well, I don't know. At the time, she was living in Hamilton, which is actually like... She put the ha in front of it. She sort of where I'm from. Milton but... with the laugh. Yeah, and then, but then that was around that time and for whatever reason, and then that's shortly you. before... You join anyway. Strange uh, segue. I, I'll hand this back. No, over no, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, do, do you have more to say? No. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I don't. I don't know. Do you have more to ask? I don't think I have anything. No. Where were we? We were the prison. You were saying you knew Milton. the bands. Yeah, you know some bands. Is the there bands. anything else come out of Milton? Any uh, other out music? of Milton, uh, Chris. I think there was a, an astronaut. No, a guy who played an act. He was an actor on. Um, a Canadian Mountie show. He was an actor. Do I forget. South. Do South. Yeah. That oh, guy was... uh, the main guy? I think so. Oh. Yeah. That guy's from Milton? I think that was the show. Was that that heartthrob that was in Men with Brooms? Yeah, he was a heartthrob. Yeah. 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 I think that's <laughs> Milton's all. Milton's like... heartthrob. <laughs> yeah. I think that made. What was that guy's name it. again? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Probably Adam or Mike or Steve or Dave. Definitely. Something like that. Yeah. But um, I haven't been in Milton for a while, but every last time I went back, I didn't really recognize it. Anyway, we should stop talking about Milton. No, I'm happy to talk about Milton. <laughs> my point, I live in Toronto now. You live in Toronto. <laughs> my, point, my point being, so we've got, okay, once again, Kingston. Are you from Kingston? No, I'm from Toronto. From Toronto. So you got, but you, Kingston. Kingston, Toronto? I was born in Toronto, but I, I didn't live here until 10 years ago. Where did you live? North Vancouver, London, Ontario, Hamilton, Calgary before North Vancouver. That's it. What are you, a drifter? Why are you moving around so much? <laughs> My dad got transferred oh. sort of all over the country. And then, um, yeah, I, but I think I, I grew up in Hamilton because that's sort of first time I lived not with parents. So I kind of think that I grew up in Hamilton and moved to Toronto after. Nice. Or, yeah. What does your dad do? He's retired, but he was a banker. So moved us around. Everyone always asks, oh, military? And I'm like, no, banker. What kind of, like a teller? Uh, not well. Transferring not, tellers all around. Yeah, trans. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, like a real banker. Like, a- no, yeah. When my actually, when my dad, this is funny. When my dad graduated, he immediately started up as a branch manager at Canada Permanent, which is like no one starts as a branch manager now. It's kind of a different world. And then Canada Permanent was like a classic '70s bank, like one dark shade of brown, lighter shade of brown were their main colors. And they then Canada Trust bought them, and my dad moved to Canada Trust, and then he was there for 25 years. And then TD merged with Canada Trust, and he was there for another four and a half. And then he was like, "I'm out of here," and he retired at 54. But he was a good banker. I, well, he I think he enjoyed it. I, my dad could never really type very well, so it's kind of funny to see that like in this day and age, you have to. And he's he's a lot better at typing now. But my, I'd see my dad typing with his fingers, and I thought like, "What do you actually do there?" Because you can't you can't type um but he obviously was yeah I, i'm not actually entirely certain of what his day-to-day was but he de- he traveled a lot and moved us around a lot okay the point of this question which has taken some interesting tangents we've talked about prisons mcdonald's you mentioned a lot of corporations I there did. that are banks that's good yeah. the banks need plugs um plug them. the band is called the wilderness of manitoba nowhere in this discussion have i heard anything about manitoba my dad's family grew up in winnipeg 
Um, oh, there we go. But that's just a coincidence. Oh. Um, because the actual name came out of an art project that we were sort of asked to be a part of. Uh, it was called Wildflowers of Manitoba, and we misheard the name, and the artist is a filmmaker and sort of a mixed media artist from Winnipeg named Noam Gonick. Okay. And um, it was going to come to Toronto for Nuit Blanche, which is actually this weekend. Uh, I was going to come there in 2008, and we sort of, we missed, my Scott, who I started the band with years ago, we sort of misheard the name when we got asked to take part in this, and then it's sort of, the name just stuck to the recordings we were making in the basement, which is sort of a very, very sparse folk music, no drums, kind of a different um, thing than we're doing now. But that's sort of where the name came from. Okay. A lot of people ask, and, and because the name is a little I strange. I don't normally like, it seems like a kind of a trite question, but I was also like, when you put the name of a place in your band name, it can cause that confusion. confusion. Yeah, it was more of the idea of like this yearning, this sort of like a lot of these songs were kind of like, you know, more on the sad side. I, I tend to gravitate towards sadder music. I don't really like to be told how, you know, this is how great I'm feeling. It's not really something I've, unless I'm going to go see a musical, I'm not really in the mood for that. I like, you know, generally sad music. So the idea was sort of this like longing for a faraway place and Manitoba just had a better ring to it, you know, okay. and, and sort of that Canadian landscape idea of like distant, I don't know, far off reverbs and all mm -hmm. that kind of, it was sort of, it just made sense in kind of a weird, uh, I don't know, a weird, weird way. There's a, from what I could see from the show today and from what I've heard of the records, there is an emphasis on texture and that kind of ambient thing that's going on. But uh, these are pop songs. These are like pretty classic pop songs, but you've got all that stuff going on at the same time. Yeah. Where does that come from? Where does that desire to kind of fog up uh, a pop song come from? Um, I think, Oh, that's a good question. I th I think it came from it sort was of was a good question, wasn't it? <laughs> Just making this up as I go along. I think it's 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 sort of double sided. And on one hand, it comes from limitations, and on the other side, it comes from um, whatever availability we have, like whatever someone can bring to it. Like when Amanda joined originally, she joined as a singer, but she's a violin player. So he said, "Well, what can you can you utilize that in some way?" And then she started feeding that through a delay pedal and it was sort of just like the idea was always to kind of mix mix your sound up a bit and with Marito who's uh obviously a percussionist of all sorts but he plays kalimbas he didn't have them today and flute which he also didn't have today but he plays those through like a pedal board and sort of we like to you play kalimbas through a, a, a pedal board interesting yeah and um so that's sort of the, I, I, I think I'm answering the question the limitation <laughs> side of things were sort of like the first recording we did was through a a 57 microphone in our basement and we didn't even know the areas of the basement that didn't have that had like less static in them so it was very um but it was about the songs obviously and then did the last album in a studio and sort of that you know there's no limitation i guess in, in a studio in that sense but you're also left with that as you said it's more for like these pop songs or the studio sounds so there's sort of um we're just sort of trying things out as we go along and hopefully experimenting and evolving at the same time yeah when i was reading the bio for the new record which is between colors is that yeah. what it's called what, what does that even mean between colors yeah i guess so it's you know because it's a band that's often you know in transition and really likes to be in transition musically that this was like um with the exception of a lot of the underlying ethereal kind of experimental sound that's sort of bed like a an under i don't know like lays under um 
a lot of like the the like hooky and more like bottom heavy stuff there's still that approach that exists but i feel like as a band we we definitely took more risks in trying out a different kind of sound so i guess sort of thinking about i don't know like sound and imagery we just sort of imagine it as like kind of uh, you know, approach to like a, a different phase or a different place or a different kind of sound. And it feels like a different, it could be like a different uh, color, right? Different feel. Like, um, what's that thing where you see in color or something or hear in co- synesthesia? Oh, right. Yeah. You know, Norman McLaren, he's a Canadian, famous Canadian uh, um, animator. Okay. He had that. that. Okay. okay. He had yeah. synesthesia. Yeah. Oh, and he did all these really neat, like in the, 50s i think or 60s he did all these really neat kind of like videos like nfb things or something yeah yeah it's all nfb okay. stuff and so yeah, if you can imagine sort of a feel or yeah like uh, um in in a color then i think um yeah this band sort of like between colors sort of shows like a an extension into like a different kind of place that right? sounds Answering like that right it, well, it just sounds like something that someone who is high would say yeah th- that's okay i mean i'm high right now anyways are you You've been like all day just <laughs> hot boxing, waiting for your show. I'm just like, when is Vish gonna answer these tweets? <laughs> I can't keep my eyes open. I'm sorry that uh, took so long to do that. No, uh, we literally were doing nothing. It's fine. What were you doing? Well, okay, so you play your show, and this is, this is kind of a weird circumstance. <laughs> we were getting high. You were playing. You played. You played at lunch. Did you eat? By the way. Yeah. Salsa. 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 I'll plug that place. That's good, right? Salsa is good. Yeah, that's in Guelph. So you you go and you eat, and then what did you do? Uh, yeah, we went uh, and we went to a coffee place called the Red Brick. Red, the Red Brick. Brick Cafe, yeah. Yep, and uh, we had coffee there, and um, I did some work. You did. You were you read, reading your book, Wes. Wes. What Wesley's is, a big reader. What 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 was your work? Uh, I do like marking for Queen's University, like their I- intro to English or intro to academic writing. So it's all first year students that are learning how to write essays. Are you in school? No, I oh, just held on to this job. Like you're a TA? Uh, yeah, it's like it's like a TA position. Like, yeah. do you have to be there and teach stuff? No, I do it all online. It's oh, an online course. That's sweet. So I get yeah, it's great. I get to take it on the road all the time. So um, yeah, usually we'll just go sit in a cafe somewhere, and I will do work or something. And um, I don't know. The rest of them, I guess, go do drugs or something while I what? while I do work. <laughs> Why would you do drugs, guys? <laughs> Let's. Because doesn't seem right. Let's get off the drugs topic. Okay, yes. sorry. All right. So you spent, you, but you're in Guelph. I mean, I guess it was a rainy day, right? You couldn't go wandering around too much. No. You were just ha- holed up at the Red Brick? Where were you when we were tweeting? In the Red Brick. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'm glad this worked out. Yeah, it made for a very exciting afternoon. Your house <laughs> is really neat. Yeah, this house is all right. We're thinking of selling it. It's kind of a weird way to, it's a weird sentence I just put together. <laughs> weird set of sentences. That's no, funny. We pulled up and weren't you like, I want to buy this house. Yeah. <laughs> really? He's and Gary. Yeah, I'm a banker. I was a banker years ago. And then Gary outside. He reminds me of my cat, Garfunkel. It's- wow, weird. They both got some Gar in there. Yeah, Gary yeah. and Garfunkel would probably get along fine. Gary's a good boy. I don't know where he went. Yeah. He's a good boy. Yeah, he, he, used to live, orange. he used to live next door. Yeah. And then when we moved in, we inherited him when he those people left. Yeah, he yeah. moved in here. Yeah, anyway, he's a good boy. That's really nice. You really want to buy the house? We're, we're thinking about getting rid of it. I don't want to, but I. we got another kid coming. and You got family? You got kids? You got family? You got, no? Do you want... No? No? Anybody? Married? You? Look, look at Gary right now. 
Gary is Gary trying is to looking in. He's trying to get in. Can, he's trying to get in. Yeah. Wes, do you want to? Wes, can you go let Gary in? Wes is going to let Gary in. It's yeah. good. I'm glad Wes is serving a purpose during this conversation. For once, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for letting Gary in. Yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah. He's out of. Oh man, <laughs> did you get soaked, dude? Oh, buddy, you okay? <laughs> Well, he got, I think when cats meow like that, it means they got uh, spayed or neutered early. You okay, buddy? (laughs) Gary's first appearance appearance on the podcast, really, because he's not much of a talker. (laughs) (laughs) This is the wilderness of Manitoba, Gary. Anyway, I don't know. (laughs) The thing about moving is, like, I don't know what he will do, Mm -hmm. because he's lived here his entire life. How old is Gary? He's going to be 10. This month. Oh. What? Yeah, he'll, um, he'll adapt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's not that adaptable. That's one of the reasons he came back. Anyway, off topic. It is a lovely home. We like it. It's nice. It's a nice town. Uh, and so where? what do you do in Toronto? Like you have this gig outside of playing music. Yeah. Do you do anything? I work for the Kensington Brewing Company um, oh. in distributions. And uh, it's, it's sort of, uh, it's a double life, but it's complimentary because I'm moving gear and then moving beer obviously and then drinking beer in both jobs and uh-huh. it's a lot of travel actually i actually come to guelph a lot because we're oh man you should we, stop by yeah we recently or, or you should get a second home you should I live should get a second home yeah. here and uh, guelph's a nice place yeah it is and the wellington is here so we're under contract to wellington until recently the brewery you mean yeah, yeah we've switched to cool now which is in etobicoke cool and yeah cool brewing okay and uh yeah i it's sort of uh i'm i'm a pretty passionate beer person so it's sort of uh, complimentary to my other life, but right. um, that's that's my Toronto other doings. I don't know. He Mirato plays in like ten different outfits. You could. Do you play in other bands? Uh, yes. What are they? <laughs> um, let me what? think. I have my own project. What's it called? At Marito Marquez. Okay. Um, and do you I, have a, a a Twitter? I do. Facebook? Yeah. Okay, you're all set up. Good. That's all. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> He's not from here, guys. I'm just making sure he knows how to do stuff. Yeah, he, he does better than we do. Does he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what she meant by that. It's fine. I, anyway, what other bands do you play? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um... I'm I'm also a session drummer, so I record a lot for lots of different bands. But I've been playing also with uh, Michael Shan, which is a piano player. 
um, Luanda Jones, she's a Brazilian singer. Um, I'm still working um, with Anna Maria Jopek, she's a singer from Poland. Uh-huh. And I'm still working with the, uh, this Angolan bass player and singer, Yami. And yeah, I don't know, It's I've, I've been playing with so many um, bands in the last like how do you guys years. manage to get him to do anything like he seems like he's a very busy guy <laughs> how do you do how do you have time to be in this band yeah of course i have to to say no to other um shows or bands but i i really love the music and i, I love they are creepy guys and i like creepy guys <laughs> and i <laughs> they are kind of creepy yeah <laughs> You're making me second guess inviting all of you into my home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's it's of course hard to to man- manage the 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 agenda. As I was telling to Wes today, sometimes I have like lots of work as as a, every musician I think, and sometimes I I have like I don't have like almost work. Like I have like two weeks without uh, a show or whatever. Now I'm like very very busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is good. And you played on half the new record. Is that what I heard? Uh yeah, yeah, about I, half. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think six or. So you joined songs. the band fairly late into the recording process, I assume. Like, did you? Cu- yes. Yeah. Okay, and and now you're in the band. Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, right, it good. is. It that's is. That's good. Wes, what do you do? Uh, I'm working at a restaurant right now in Toronto. I've just, yeah, I've I've worked so many jobs. It's it's pretty ridiculous. It's almost like. I don't know, a sitcom or something like, where, where does Wes work now? And I was like, oh, I bet you've worked there. And I'm like, actually, I have. So did you have an interesting job uh, in your b- prior to this restaurant? Okay, yeah, here it comes. So anyway, I uh, I worked at this great job for only a couple months because when I told them I had to go on tour, they're like, well, you're you're fired now. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. But uh, I worked in the adult film industry, uh-huh. I guess you'd call it. I don't know if they're called films anymore because it's all... You, know, you worked good. in the adult film industry? How do you mean? Well, I wasn't like, I wasn't an actor. Clips, yeah. Adult clip industry. Uh, you know, the clips of adults you'd see online doing adult Are there things. clips? Well, I guess so, yeah. Like por- pornographic okay, clips? Okay, so, so uh, you know those, you've probably gotten that spam in your email where it'd be like, hey dude, like, why don't you stop masturbating and get with a hot chick tonight and like click here to meet hot chick you know 69 down so the street. when you say spam you just mean messages from my dad <laughs> <laughs> that's what you refer to as spam yeah <laughs> yeah i i'm many people's father in that way okay <laughs> did you send those messages to people is that where you're going with this yeah i was the creative department of a porn company and so i was the one guy who was i like that my wife and son just came home oh, so i can this, see them outside yeah so, no 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 it's fine uh, so i wrote these they hired me to be creative because they said these people weren't clicking on their things anymore because they've read them so many times and they're like when we you need say- some new spice kid Give us what you got. And so I'd like write some like interesting creative, hey, you know, I try to think of ways around being just blunt, but they didn't want that. They're like, you you know, too much proper English. We want like, you know, misspell a couple things. Like they wanted like. They wanted to look like spam? Dirt. They wanted to look like crap. And they liked that. And that worked better. Everything. They're, they're like, you're overthinking this. I, mean, I don't really why get. Why did you hire me? I don't get as much spam. Like I get, I, I don't look at my spam folder and it doesn't mm. come to me as much in my I have a Gmail account and it's all yeah. divided in three well, different ways. There but was a, I learned a lot about the uh, the industry, the biz, as we call it, um, about how it all works. Because like 
basically there'd be other people say one person would click on this once and then all of a sudden they might subscribe to one thing and then that would basically it would keep coming back to them and even if you just did a one-time thing it would it would spread it was like this whole internet traffic thing and the company controlled the traffic of of adult traffic so it was i i realized a lot about how those things actually make money because it's not about like you're not gonna click on this and then all of a sudden have sex with a woman down the street this is i know i know i didn't i don't want to expose the whole business but that's not true I tried it, you know, it didn't work. So, okay. So can you, you, you sort of alluded to what something you may have written, but can you actually, I don't know, is there, can you give us a sense of what a thing you might've written for this, in this job? Oh, cause <laughs> I wrote so many horrible things. So there must many be terrible, something memorable. So many terrible drafts. There must be something memorable that you were like, yeah, that was a good one when you, when you sent it off. Um, I remember I, <laughs> I, I would try to like relate things to like one one I made one about a video game and I was just like stop playing the new Call of Duty on your joystick and make you know getting laid your new duty and have her play with your joystick you know stupid stuff like that yeah that or, is like, stupid or like like you know it was you know it was pretty stupid there was one that Will liked where it was just like sick of falling in love with women or something like just you know what <laughs> I clicked on it you did you did <laughs> You it was like, who wants that, you know, just get it done kind of thing. I don't oh, know. weird. Just, just taking different angles. So you were actually appealing. You had to put yourself in a position where you were appealing to the lowest common denominator. Oh, yeah. and Yeah, the the worst of the worst. How do you stumble into a job like that? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I knew a guy who worked in this business. And then I was like, hey, that sounds that sounds. Did it pay okay? Uh, no, sadly. Huh. I was just like, wow, this is, I thought there was money in this, but there wasn't. So, but anyway, it was steady work and I learned a lot about a, a thriving industry and I'm sure I could have climbed that awesome ladder. Did you say thriving or throbbing? Uh, that's what I was just about yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there you go. We went the same, same, same. we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's um, interesting. Wow. And I, and I found out that, uh, a really sad thing about it was that, uh, there's some, you know, you can do chats with people sometime, like online chats with these adult people. And basically... Adult be, people. Adults. Like this woman, yeah, yeah. this hot woman wants to talk to you or something. Yeah. So you click on it and of course there'd just be a runaround where you never got to talk to them. But if, if people really persisted, they hired like people in Brazil to talk, like just these actors to be like, yes, I love you. This is great. And you know, it's wow. just like, and these people had like a very bad job because they had to talk through to these people, like feeling like they're in love with them. And I was just like, oh, it's so, it's such a sad business I, yeah that sounds terrible yeah yeah so, yeah so you're you you're not good i'm not a good thing at all no. you're not a good person no but i only lasted three three months so oh, okay and then you got out and well they fired me i would have still oh been they there fired right you because you were touring that job. can't you do it remotely that, that job that's like exactly that? what i said i encouraged him to do what i was doing i said keep your porn copy job mm-hmm. and do what i do on the road and, I and s- Wes brought that to his boss and his, his boss said let me think about it and then had his cronies fire you the following yeah. monday yeah, he's like, okay, I'll think about it. And then he just left. And then I came back on Monday and they called me in the office and just escorted me out. I didn't even see him. I like. So you was... had to go into this place and you were surrounded by other porn peddling dudes like you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the, the funniest thing. I, so I had this boss and his name's Damien. And he came up to me one day. He's like, hey, hey, well, you're the new, you know, the uh, talent. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And he's like, take a walk with me. And so we walked down the, the office. He's like, we have a problem with our new MILF, our new Cougar MILF site. And you're the new director of this site. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
and he brings me over to this team he's like any questions you have write to Wes he's the new guy he's the new and he, he didn't clearly know what I did and he brought me to the graphics department and had me like what's the do, graphics department or like, like the design like I had to help them design like I don't know anything about this stuff and I'm like oh, put some more tits in the left corner yeah that's great that's more tits there okay great and then and so like and it was just like and so he's like he's like there's too many milfs that look too young we need to you have to scout the internet find older people and you know it was just like there's i was too in many charge milfs of that look too young yeah they, i guess that makes sense they would put like 18 year olds as milfs he's like people aren't buying it you have to find and and so then these guys the graphic department had to go through me and be like is this good enough wes and i'd be like yeah she's a woman put it up <laughs> it's just wow like, yeah so that was great anyway milton yeah. and porn that's that's how i got in this job <laughs> It's banned. They like they like my work. Oh no, that's good. And so now you're just at a restaurant. Just at a restaurant. Do you when you apply to the restaurant, do you put the porn job on the resume? No. Like do they do is that a reference? Uh I know. No. I, I wish. It's funny because it wouldn't even the, the they they make the company look like it's not adult at all. If you went to the website, it's just like we're just another cool mm. company, not related to porn at all. And you get in there and there's people watching threesomes on their like my interview was like people watching threesomes on their TV screens. It was like What do you mean your interview was like that? So I had to create like a profile on this porn site and it was like you had to go through and it's like what kind of sex do you want? And then there was pictures of, you know, threesomes, women and is this okay for your podcast? I feel like I'm going too what, far into this. Why? I don't know. Okay. It's a podcast. And uh but anyway you want. people are like watching porn like like this is like usually when you're at work and you're watching porn at your computer it's not a good thing but sorry, if you're not watching sorry, porn usually yeah for the most part it's not acceptable i don't think most people are watching porn on their but their jobs what? are they oh, that job. well that job yes but i don't think like you couldn't be a ta and watch tna no <laughs> definitely not mm. there you go i'm just saying if i worked another job and i was watching porn on my screen which i never did but i'm just saying in case you know if i did that wouldn't be accepted but uh, but now in the porn world, if you're not watching porn, then there's a problem. Then it's like weird. You're not doing work. Yeah. You know, so that that's was just a flip. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. Flip was an interesting term to use there. Um, all right. That's interesting. <laughs> that's wow. And so does that, uh, w w sorry, do you play in other bands or anything? Uh, no, not right now. This is Because the, of the porn thing? The porn, no one wants to talk to me anymore. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's disowned me. <laughs> does the, the porn experience have any influence on your day-to-day -day life now? Uh... Porn's always had a, an influence on my day-to-day -day life. No, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not, no, I'm, I'm, that was done. You know, it was just an interesting three months and yeah. kind of an interesting look into a world I'll never be a part of again. <laughs> but I saw it, you know. Yeah, no, that's period. cool. I'm glad I, I, I didn't know there was such a gold mine there. When oh, we were, yeah. I don't know why we we're even doing this vocational roundtable at the moment, but <laughs> it ended mine. up happening. I just was like, uh, you know, what are you guys doing? Yeah. All right, so let's get back to Between Colors. Let's. Somehow. I don't know what uh, we, where we were at with that. We're talking about people changing. Oh yeah, so the band configuration changes. Like obviously these two are relatively new. About two years. Two years. I'm, I'm yeah five years. <laughs> three, two, three. Right. Okay. So, but this is are you ha you're obviously happy with this lineup. Yeah, I think yeah this is the I think this is the best lineup we've had. And the plan wasn't to do something with an ever-evolving cast of characters. It just worked out that way. Like, were you hoping well, to uh, have a band? I, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I've always looked at this band as like a collective, and um, I've always kind of been writing the music from the beginning. But I never wanted it to be only me writing the music. Like, I I have other things I do that are just me. But 
Gary, um, don't touch him. He's he's used to work in porn. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, but this, uh, yeah, this band approach was sort of it, it's always meant to kind of be a collective of whoever's involved at the time, and and as I said before, like what they bring to it, and I think that's that's the attitude. So that like everything that happens in this band is the you know the sum of its parts. Uh, just like any band, actually, but I'm not really saying anything that's unique to this band. But you know what I'm trying to say is that I, you know, I, I being sort of like writing a lot of the music over the years, it's a lot more um, a wide open, like a collective approach. Like every, anyone can write anything who's in oh, this yeah? band and, so if, and contribute. Yeah. So even if Wes wanted to write a song, well, we we, we, we we have to we have to be careful with what he was talking about earlier. But uh, no, yeah, obviously, like if, if I mean, yeah, Meritor or Wes or anyone. Is it a, so? It's a democracy. Like if, yeah. when you were making the yep. new record and you came in a bit late, did everyone have kind of creative input? Yeah, everyone had creative in, input into the record. And like for instance, if like if I was to to do music that, and I'm sure that everyone could say their own thing. Like, I my music wouldn't sound like this band at all, and it doesn't. It's sort of closer to like a slowcore thing or a '90s thing, and and everyone here does their own music. And you know, Marito plays jazz and and different different many different kinds of world music, and um, yeah. And so I think that this band is the the sound of this band is obviously the sound of the people in it, and that's that's all. That was good. How do you feel about what he said? Um, I would have to agree. Yeah, I, th- I thought I, I saw you shaking your head at a couple of things. I don't know. I just feel weird about the term "world music." Oh, many kinds. Oh, many kinds of. Yeah. What, what does that mean? What is many kinds of world music? Okay, world music, many kinds. Of I don't know. World... I always feel weird, like when Westerners use the term "world music" to describe any kind of music that's not. He's standing. He's sitting right beside you. Just take it easy on him. Like he's. Whoa. <laughs> this, things got really tense. What's all of a sudden. Oh, this guy's sitting right yeah, beside well, you. Yeah, well, he's. I think he can hear you making fun of him. But oh, the that's okay. Thing. No, I agree. I think it's an awkward term. It is an awkward. Yeah. It is kind of an yeah. awkward term, but, um, you know, so, yeah, because like we have all this kind of like, pop haze, slow gaze, whatever you know. Things that rhyme. Bullshit. Yeah, and, and stuff, and then, you know, any kind of music that happens outside of the United States is world. Yes, it's like, true. You're right. Which is kind of strange, but. Uh, I don't know. Why are we asking me what I think about world music when Marito Marquez is? is <laughs> yeah, it would have been a better like. It's better to say that he plays Nicaraguan music and he plays. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is yeah, that like it's, right. it's yeah. like I, I could you know we could go down the list because he really does play anything. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, are there particular lyrical themes on Between Colors that you two want to talk about? Are there things that you feel like? Maybe people. This record came out September sixteenth, right? Yeah, it did. And the, um, how's the reception been? Has it been okay? Yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been yeah. A, yeah it's but are people pick, positive? Are people picking up on things that you didn't, weren't aware of. Common, like, are there common things going on in the reception that you're like, oh, I didn't, we didn't mean that, or we didn't think of that. Um, actually, yeah, I think someone's picked up on "Leave Someone." Yeah, it's like the first, I guess, the first single that went out, and uh, I think it's right away people sort of imagine that it has something to do with like a, the, a romantic break or something like that but it really doesn't have anything to do with that who wrote that you or will well what 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 so what happened that someone thought it was about a breakup uh well no not everyone did i think i think there's I think been some there have been a few interpretations well i think it's easy to say that if leave someone could could sound like you're just leaving someone or you're moving out your stuff but it's actually more about it's a little more positive than that 
it's like you're only going to leave someone through death, meaning like till death do us part sort of idea. So the line being this is how you leave someone is basically like sticking with them to the bitter end. And mm-hmm. so it's, it is it is in that way. It is kind of, I guess you could call it a relationship song, but it's not like, you know, relationship uh, advice or, well, you know, it's not like, it's not like in that, in that vein, it's a little more um, positive, I think, even though death is in the theme, but right. Yeah. Okay. So some people are, are sort of miss missing it, missing the point. What was, is this like one review that picked up on this or? No, I, I am actually not not sure if what, what review this is, but is it a review even? No, I don't. I'm not, Conversations I don't with people. I like, don't. I don't even remember okay. right now. But well, maybe Wes knows. I just heard the song on the radio the other day, and, and Rich Turfry said, "Oh, there's some relationship advice from Wilderness to Manitoba." So I thought maybe he misinterpreted the the lyrics. Oh, possibly. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but otherwise, are there is there like a through line of, of, of things of, going on in the record? Probably just the, the the standard from us alienation, loneliness, solitude, like just the things that um weigh on you from from year to year, and I think that's where does that stem from? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that song stems from definitely the winter, the normal heaviness and the weight of like reflecting on someone who died in your family, like that kind of idea. But it comes around almost like a yearly occurrence, sort of like a cycle to that. Um, so that's kind of where that one comes from but i i've always felt like this band kind of dabbles in those themes and i'm not i'm not i'm sure a lot of it's coming from me but you had amanda had a lot of lyrical ideas for this album and we it was strange because we ended up writing similar things without i think the music often speaks by itself hopefully it evokes something and then you're trying to put words to it maybe maybe the music had a uh, a theme to it already or something but but it's also more this is more upbeat than we've ever been closer to, closer to pop than we've ever been and just something we wanted to try so some of these songs were also written different tempos and things so a lot of different uh experimenting happened in the studio but um thematically i think it is sort of it's it relates to everything that we've been sort of entrenched in in the past yeah yeah i mean like yeah, there's some like more upbeat songs, and and so I think some of the lyrics um, reflect that. But um, I mean, I, I'm not like a lyrics person first. It's a, it's all the the music first, and then sort of like the phonemes come, and then like there's a general sort of feel, and then the lyrics come last for myself. But I I uh, take great pains over them and over and over and over once. But are you an observational songwriter? Like, do you write about stuff you encounter or? Yeah, a little bit of both, but I don't really like, I don't know, sometimes I feel, I think with my own, like my, my, my own projects, maybe it's, it's a little bit more in that, in that vein, but because I'm, I feel like I'm part of a group when I am writing, I like to think, even though some of the songs I, you know, I wrote are, you know, are, are my lyrics and they come from my experience. I like, I just, mm, God, this is awful. I'm trying to talk about how you might have a sort of feeling or idea of something but it's in between two it's in between two things so you don't really you don't um it's it might be something like kind of new so Mm. for example i feel like something that best describes that um is uh illuminates that is the that song when you go and it's just when you go do you know that you can always return to me and then the there's a you know a break an instrumental break and then the next line is don't go and so I just, and that's just repeated throughout the song. And it's just kind of like these kinds of, you know, push and pull of like, you know, relationships that you have, you know, with people and like your, your mother and your, your, 
your father and you know even like you know a son and mm -hmm. and uh you know friendships and romantic relationships sure like i could sing that song to gary yeah and uh it's sort of like that it's describing vaguely these kinds of feelings that you have with people that are relationships that are full of love but also this kind of you know uh, difficulty and sadness that so that and that and that that space you're talking about is is between you mentioned the word between and then I think of the record between because that sort of transitional space seems to be something you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So it's those sorts of things like you can't really, you know, um, like put your finger on. It's like it's sort of like I've had this experience and I experience A and I've had this experience B and as I'm, you know, you know, getting older and, you know, entering my 30s and all my friends have jobs, including my younger brothers and make more money than I do. Um, I'm starting to have these kinds of feelings about, you know, anxiety yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And and this is new. And and uh, how does that relate to my relationships with like people I love around me and things like that? And when those change, so do those those feelings. So it's kind of it's I've I've always been really interested in sort of targeting those kinds of, um, yeah, those feelings. Yeah, I was also going to add add to the relationship thing because I really I I totally love you know short stories and songs and they, to me that even this band name has always sounded like a short story but um mm -hmm. I, i'm a huge raymond carver fan i love mm -hmm. like short fiction and and um that sort of idea of relationships always being the focal point of, of songs and short stories but they have to be um they can't be the sort of like you know when you listen to a 50s love song and it's the best like it's just so you know i'm a teenager and she broke my heart and it's so authentic and and the, there's so much hurt in the voice and it's just you believe it and and but it, it just feels like i don't know none of us really connect to like when there's like new love songs that come out about our love is important or you know this sort of like celebrating our love or this happiness it doesn't feel like the stakes are high enough it's like there's better ways or there's deeper relationships in your life that i think um are more are more attentive than like just a oh like she's moving out or something and i just think like I don't know, like maybe you're, you're like, I don't know, there's crazier things to write about. Maybe your uncle's ad addicted to, to crack or, you know, you grew up with a, an alcoholic parents or like you lost someone in your family. It's like exploring relationships on that level is a lot more interesting to, I think, everybody here. Um, and I, so, yeah, I think that's what sort of, you mentioned like anxiety and going into your 30s and, and I sort of was talking about like the alienating and the loneliness and all that. And I, I that's what makes me like, those are the kind of songs I, I turn to and, and I just, I can't listen to like just straightforward love song because it's something about it. It doesn't feel like the fifties anymore. It, it just yeah. feels not where the world, not where the world is at in a larger context. You no, know? It's there's like, been enough yeah. love songs. There's probably. been enough love songs and, yeah. and I've, and at, you know, even eighties love songs, you know, nothing's going to change my love for you. Still, it's still great. I put it on, but when new love songs come out, I'm not going to say no love songs, but it's, I don't know any recent love songs that I can really get behind, but. I could be totally wrong in saying that. Drunken anyway. Love? What about Drunken Love by Beyonce and Jay-Z? Oh, I don't think I can. No, no that's can. fine. That's fine. But Rihanna, I am a Rihanna fan. I think she's very talented. But okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So what's coming up next for your band after you leave my living room? Uh, we're going to go to Soundcheck at Ebar. Right. Um, and I then? Think, do and, you have more dates after that? Then, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. In the, in not just the near future, but the uh, somewhat distant. We are in Oshawa next Friday and then London after that. Then we have a 
Sarnia, right. Sarnia Saturday, London, and, and then Toronto for the release. Our big release show. Here's the plug, guys. Lee's Palace. Be there. October 16th. Nice. And will your vinyl be ready by then? I think so. I'm not sure. No. It's not? It's not going to be ready by then. shaking his head. He told me November earlier, and I just realized after I asked Ugh. that. All right. It's kind of a drag, right? You, you're, you sent in your order probably a bit late. Yeah, well, we had a lot of fixing up to do and just like last minute changes that we were really curious about. Yeah, that's a drag. Well, still, that's good. And people can get more information about your band at? TheWildernessOfManitoba.com. Nice. (laughs) Facebook.com. WildernessWildOfManitoba on Twitter.com. Wild of Manitoba? Yeah. I think Wilderness of Manitoba was taken. Oh, really? It was too long. It's too long, yeah. Wild of Manitoba is still pretty long. Yeah. But it's good. Thanks, Fish. And then you got a Bandcamp page, which you haven't updated in a while? Do we have a Bandcamp page? Yeah, it's updated. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, it's updated. Is it? Is it the new record on there? It, it should be. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, I listened to your part of your record, I think, on your website today. Okay. But like a, a SoundCloud thing. Oh, we, oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't put the full album on SoundCloud because it was on various stream sites, like mm-hmm. Exclaim and CBC, but um, we just had a few songs from each album on there because that's what our website was going to feature. But we're going to put the whole thing on there. All right, that's a nice. That's nice for me. Yeah. Okay, so between colors, well, I wish you guys the best of luck, and I thank hey, you for stopping by. Is there a song from the record that I can play right now for people? Maybe what would it you like be when you go? Oh no, shit! I don't know. Oh, actually, yeah, you should play Big Skies. Why? 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 It's a great song. Yeah, Will and I wrote that. I think that's the one we wrote most together. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually the yeah. So the, the theme? Did you say? Yeah. yeah, the theme like between colors, like one of the lyrics is, be- part of the lyrics is between two colors. Okay. And um, yeah, it's just like, it's really, uh, it's like fun and dreamy and uh, feels like you're like, I don't know, maybe like flying through the sky. It's actually really funny where I'll, I'll shoot myself in the foot briefly. This is as close as we get to like a conventional love song on this record because it's sort of it's sort of like we had this double idea happening where I was like, oh, I want that idea of like a faraway yearning and like flying over the ocean to see somebody, whether it's any you know anywhere and I, I liked that feeling of like someone being really far away so i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know anyway okay well why don't we play <laughs> let's play that it sounds interesting great okay thank you for being on the show i'm gonna go check my email for porn messages oh, from different dear. people now thanks guys thanks Vish. thank you thank you, thank you.
Thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at cfru.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.